Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. They're on the swing in the Country Cups final. Moving up on the outside, rather, Salubrious takes the lead, 275 to go. Hi Harry trying to work off, heels back to the inside, Brian Eish. And then came Bernie's Tiger, it's rather Salubrious. Under top weight, 150 to go. Two lengths clear from Bernie's Tiger. Hi Harry can't get there. It's all rather Salubrious. Rather Salubrious, 50 to go, two lengths clear. And rather Salubrious is the Cups king for this year. 350 to go now. Wall Street Tycoon is his time to shine. He goes for home. A lane clear, Piracy second, Boingo trying to get out, VJ Day's running on then came Hardstride, it's Wall Street Tycoon being gathered in by VJ Day who hits the front with 100 metres to go Piracy and Boingo charging late with Awanichi, VJ Day in front hanging on, VJ Day won it by three quarters, second Awanichi Boingo third and Piracy home in fourth, then came Raiden followed by Weissman, Best. That was what happened in 2021 with the Country Cubs Challenge final going to rather salubrious for Wendy Peel and Dave David Reynolds defeating Bernie's Tiger High Harry and Jockberg. And the country stampede 12 months ago to VJ Day for Bubba Tilly and Pat Webster defeating Awanichi, Boingo and Piracy. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, wrapping up all of the country news and looking ahead to the 2022 version of the Country Cup Challenge Final and the Country Stampede Final coming up this Saturday on George Moore Stakes Day at Durban. We're going to go into this Saturday's race in a lot of detail this morning and helping us out with that as always on Bushbeat is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Of course, an exciting time uh, looking forward to the weekend with the uh, the Country Cups and the Country Stampede. And I'm sure people will be looking at the weather too, Tony. Uh, makes a bit of a change with some of the conditions if we get a soft or, or heavy track. And of course, um, then we'll be back next week to uh, analyse uh, the results um, uh, with yourself, Tony. But uh, before we go into that, um, some interesting news during the week uh, that... Uh, well, does affect Bushbeat down the track. Yeah, sadly, for the, and for those that haven't caught up with the news, I did put something out there on Facebook last week. Uh, unfortunately, last Tuesday, there was a number of us here at the radio station were uh, made redundant. Uh, I finish up with Radio Tab after 28 years, uh, finish up Friday of next week. Um, but it's not the end of my time on Bushbeat. Uh, going to come back with you next week to wrap up what happens this Saturday in the Country Cups Challenge Final and also the Country Stampede. But I have been asked in 2023 to still be a part of the show and we're just working through a few little ideas on how exactly we're going to do that. Uh, as everyone knows, Bushbeat has been something that's been very, very dear to my heart for 17 years, especially when we thought that uh, when we first met Rob and we started it off, this will last about six or seven weeks. 17, 18 years later, we're still out there uh, spreading the good word about country racing and I'd still love to be a part of that. So, yeah, just working through a couple of ideas so you won't hear me after next week for... A couple of weeks, but looking forward to still being a part of the Bushbeat family and still getting out to country racetracks and, and catching up with people like I did a couple of weeks ago at Rome. I still want to get out and do all that sort of thing because it is just so much fun. Tony, your voice is the heart and soul of um, country racing and uh, that's obvious through Bushbeat, but also the work you've put in with the country meetings and getting out in the country, as you say. And, uh, and I look forward to uh, 2023 because um, out of situations like this, I do believe bigger and better things do emerge. And, and I'm sure uh, it'll be like a revamped Bushbeat that we come back to. Uh, and uh, certainly take on board new ideas that uh, people might like to shoot into us. Mm. Uh, but uh, that, that's uh, something to look at down the track. 
and uh, you know it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to always be working with you. People don't realise the amount of time and effort that go into a show like this, and particularly from your end with the coordinating and the race calls, and, and uh, but the amount of uh, communications we do uh, leading up to it, and as you said, uh, for a show that started off with about 15 minutes, I think it's uh, an honour to be part of Bushbeat and share that time with you over the last 18 years, and I know uh, far bigger things await you around the corner. Yeah, it's one of those things, Robert. You talk about you know sliding doors and things like that. As one door yeah. closes, another one opens. It does open up a world of possibilities and opportunities for me. I just have to decide which opportunity and which door I'm going to walk through with something like that. Uh, but at the same time, yes, yeah, so when you work so hard at something for so long, you don't want to just walk away sometimes. You, know, you, you want to hope that you've made an impact and left a little bit of a legacy. And I'd like to think that Bushbeat is certainly one of my great achievements that I've been able to add to racing in Queensland, not just Queensland, you know, we've, we've been focusing on any country race meeting anywhere around the country pretty much and, and you know, focusing on some of the great stories. As we always said from day one on Bushbeat, it was never about who ran first, second or third because you could find those results on the internet as much as back when we started doing this 17 years ago, you couldn't get internet results until about the Tuesday and that was one of the reasons we started doing it. But there's so many stories out there. There's so many great people, and I'm so proud of what we've been able to achieve. And also things like the Country Racing Awards that have been uh, an integral part of promoting country racing and the Country Hall of Fame and things like that. There's still so much work that can be done with country racing and promoting it uh, along the way. So, yeah, hopefully I'll still be involved in that for many, many more weeks and years to come. And you've answered that for all our listeners this morning, the future of Bushbeat and the growth that will still take place there. And one of the elements I've always enjoyed, uh, Tony, is to be able to uh, have people come on the show and particularly our race callers. And, and what an honour to have probably the guy who was part of the, the roots or origins of Bushbeat because he used to do it on a Sunday morning, give all the results. And that's Scotty Power out of Emerald. And, uh, of course, Scott, the caller uh, that we're going to hear in another fabulous weekend of calling, I'm sure, from Scott Power with the Country Stampede and Country Cups. Good morning to you, Scott. Welcome back to Bushbeat. Hey, good morning, Robbie. Good morning, Tony, and uh, good morning, everyone. Great to have you with us, Scotty, and uh, we're so looking forward to catching up on the weekend, not just to uh, to see what uh, the Country Cup and the, uh, the Country Stampede is going to unfold for 2022, but just the opportunity to catch up with, you know, as I've said to people, catch up with uh, mates like uh, I've made like yourself over the years and so many other country folk that are going to be heading to town. I'm going to run through the barrier draw shortly because they've just come through ready for the other uh, two big features coming up on the weekend. But we always used to talk about having this kind of get-together where uh, we bring the, the country folk to the city, the, the city mice come and meet the, the, uh, the country mice come and meet the city mice, so to speak. Uh, it's so looking forward to catching up with so many friendly faces on the weekend. Yeah, for sure, Tone. And, and, mate, can I just pass on more best wishes from everyone out this way, mate? Uh, on behalf of the racing fraternity, we'd like to wish you all the very best, mate, and, and thank you for your contribution, mate, uh, not only to racing in general, but uh, to the country racing. And, uh, mate, you've been to a lot of country meetings where, where we've been at and um, uh, the friendships that have been made over the years is, um, you know, just stuff that you can sort of uh, remember and cherish, mate. And, uh, yeah, Dee and I are looking forward to being down there on the weekend and, uh, yeah, being a part of the big day um, on Saturday with the Stampede and Country Cup, but also to have that social uh, part of it as well um, after those races are uh, done and dusted, mate. So, um, yeah, and as I said, um, you know, to you last week, mate, um, 
one door closes, one will open, and um, I'm pretty sure that you'll be snapped up very shortly, mate. Oh, I appreciate that, Scotty. That's uh, lovely. And I have to say, there's been so many people, and Tony McMahon was very kind with an article that he put together on the Rockhampton Jockey Club website last week, and I said to him when he was writing that, I've just been overwhelmed with the messages, and I haven't been able to get back to so many people. I'm so sorry for that, and I do intend to try and respond to everybody, but it has been wonderful, uh, that level of support and friendship, and, yeah, hopefully that will continue on. Uh, boys, Tony, the... Uh, sorry, Rob, go on. I was going to say, Tony, one, another example, if I can just throw it in, regarding the Country Cups and Stampede. I've always had the opportunity, because of your involvement and uh, your approach with this, to be even working with Sky Channel to try and give a winning tip. I, I'm sure I failed most times in that regard. <laughs> but to, to have that opportunity, and it's an apology from me for this weekend, uh, Scotty, not to be there, because, unfortunately, the last meeting for Longreach in the Central West for me is this Saturday, weather permitting. Let's hope the rain doesn't wash it out because I'll, I'll probably be cursing if I'm stuck there and uh, not at the uh, at the meeting at Doombin. Uh, but opportunities like that, they don't come up every day. Um, even though, Tony, uh, last year it was the uh, signifier to me when I couldn't keep up with you walking around to the front that I need to get a little bit of a heart condition checked out. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, 12 months virtually since that time. But uh, big thank you for all the work you've uh, put into helping uh, any aspect of my career. Uh, that's a, an absolute pleasure, Rob. And the same, as I said to Scott, uh, when we announced Scotty's appointment to call these two races, to be able to be a part of that process and give guys like Scott Power, like Ben Hall, Jared Wessel, Tony Wodes, uh, the opportunity to come and call at headquarters, so to speak, you know, to be able to, to step up to that next level, that's uh, something that I'm also very proud of. Uh, moving away from all of that, because we have got a big job at hand to try and find a winner for this weekend. And as I said, the barrier draws are out for both the Country Cups Challenge Final and the Forex uh, Country Stampede Final. So let me give you those. Uh, the field of 15 plus five emergencies in the Country Cups Challenge Final. Echo Point has drawn barrier two. Nick the Skip, outside gate 20. Bold Kingston, five. Fast Train, three. Cappuccino, 14. Burton, 13. Lord of Light, seven. No Innuendo, 16. Package, eight. Pallet has one, Vanasta six, Centaur eleven, Kiki Coco ten, Mr Vista nine. Let's talk a deal has a wide gate in nineteen, and then the emergencies love on Sunday fifteen, the Carpenter twelve, Bellicose eighteen, Tycoon Zip in four, and Coach in seventeen. Then the field of uh, sixteen for the uh, the Country Stampede, and uh, the six emergencies there. Now also mentioning Mr v uh, Mr Vista has uh, definitely been scratched from the Stampede and will line up for Wendy Bannero in the Country Cups Challenge Final. So for the Stampede, it's the Tenor in Gate 19, out wide. Dare to Share, 14. Coat of Arms, 17. Mossini has four. Dynamic Verse, nine. Early Plea, 11. Halcyon House, 13. Menindi, eight. My Best Effort, 15. Tempo, five. Splasher, 22, the outside gate. Attackabile, two. Morris Press, one. Mr Vista had drawn barrier 10, but is out of the uh, stampede and to race in the cup. Cochrane has 16. Bungaribi Lad in six. And then the emergencies. Awanichi, 21. Hard Stride, seven. Tycoon Zip, 18. Shiguru Mahogany, 12. Trumping in three. And Mashani Rebel, barrier 20. What's your initial reaction, Rob? Well, barrier draws do... Uh, play a big part in many of these races. I'm more interested in your weather prediction at this point, uh, Tony, what it's going to look like for the uh, the track situation on Saturday. Let me dial into a forecast. I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, well, it's just that uh, some of these notice. horses, some of these horses, and Scott will know some of them better than I do, um, you know, like Nick the Skip in the uh, 
the country cups. He's, he stepped out to the mile in the Roma Cup for the first time and was quite dominant, but on a track that he absolutely loves, that sand track. And he, he comes up with barrier 20, but he's got Jimmy Orman on board. So, you know, one compensates the other, I think, uh, in that situation. So uh, I, I don't think the sprint side of it uh, matters as much with the barriers as, say, the cup. But every time I tend to pick something that's drawn a little bit wide, you can guess they end up three and four wide. But... Um, I'll get Scott's view on that as we're about to look through them. But that, that weather, I think some of these horses uh, do struggle when it comes to the soft or heavy range. Well, the weather forecast at this stage, it has already been showering lightly around Brisbane today and they're saying a 30% chance of up to 5 mil. Tomorrow and Thursday could be wet, 80% chance of 10 to 20 mil and then easing towards the weekend. Possible shower Friday, 70% chance of a couple of mil and likewise Saturday, 70% chance of a couple of mils. So if there isn't going to be a lot in the next two days, I think by Saturday we're looking pretty good. Right, oh, so we'll work towards that soft five, soft six situation. Um, Scott, I know you would have had plenty of time to start looking through the form. Let's start with the Country Cups final and uh, look at the key runners uh, because, again, there's quite a few runners in this field that really have their provincial standard form versus the country form. Not to say that these ones with country form aren't, aren't up to provincial standard, but they have run a lot more in, uh, in the provincial area. Echo Pointer case in uh, mind there because he's been through the, uh, the provincial cup circuit uh, prior to qualifying for the, for the country cups. What, what are your immediate thoughts at this stage early on in the week? I, I think if um, Echo Point's anywhere near its best, it, it's going to be pretty hard to beat. It's drawn barrier two. Uh, the 1,600 metres are suited right down to the ground and uh, did win the Yukon Cup first up um, and then finished third in Rockhampton. Uh, that was last week, so it's had two runs uh, since joining the Raymond Williams stable. Uh, the 1,600 will suit and I think it's going to get a good, nice run. It won't be too far off the speed um, and I think it's going to be pretty strong. There's still no rider down there as yet, but there was some uh, less, that maybe, maybe Bubba Tilly was going to take the ride. Yeah, it's I was going talking to, to Willie Chandler talking to part owner Willie Chandler and, and Bubba Tilly. And Bubba's got a knack of picking up these uh, these feature wins as well. I do like the form line behind uh, Centaur in the Longreach Cup, uh, which Echo Point was able to defeat in Yapoon. But I particularly like the form line through Trichology, which I think's had about three wins in a row. And I think it's racing in Townsville today with a, a big weight. So I think there's a strong, strong form line, as you point out. Great record at the distance. Probably the soft track only. It wouldn't want to get too wet for him with the 60 kilos, uh, but that barrier draw puts him in a lovely spot. Where did and you look also, for... Also, Sorry, I'm, Scott? You, know, you, look, you look at Nick the Skip, as you said, Jimmy Orman takes the ride for Shane Iverson stable, drawn barrier 20. I think this thing out of the ground is not going to be too much of a problem for Nick the Skip because it did win well on that sand track at Roma. Um, Bold Kings to the old-timer. Um, he, he, he's, he's sort of um, going to be... A rough chance. Fast train. I do like fast train as a chance. The Janelle Tryon, Ryan train galloper with Chris Whiteley in the saddle. I think it's drawn well as, as well. Drawn barrier three. Uh, it'll be sort of back in the field, fast train, but it'll run a very, very strong 1,600 metres out. So it'll be it'll be a good each way chance, fast train as well. And both of those, Bold Kingston and Fast Train, when you look at the preparation, they've dropped back to those sprinting sort of journeys to get that, uh, that pipe opener, if you like, going into the 1600. I'm a little bit the reversal of you there, Scott. I, I think Bold Kingston uh, from that barrier, and again through the form lines of horses like Siren Rock and Airborne, um, which have been going extremely well in that Townsville area, uh, those form lines to me stack up. I don't, again, like that particular horse if it gets too wet, however. But uh, 
Yeah, I thought even though he's an eight-year-old, that provincial form is pretty strong for Bold Kingston. Uh, where else do you look for horses that have come through more of the um, more of their country runs as part of their career, Scotty? I, I think you've got to look at um, the likes of Centaur. I know he was beaten at Gympie last start, but gee, it carried 64.5 kilos. Uh, only got caught the last little bit. But Jimmy Byrne takes the ride for Christy Clark Peoples, and uh, Centaur will be racing up on the speed. Uh, won't be too far off them. It'll run a strong 1,600 metres out. And again, if there's things out of the ground, it won't worry it too much at all. So uh, it's got to be a chance as well. Uh, Package. Um, Package ran a very good race in the Emerald 100 this year as a restricted galloper. But I think the 1,600 will suit Package down to the ground. And also you look at the likes of Vanasta. Um, I think you've got to give it a good chance as well. Yeah, Centaur, of course, led all the way in the Longreach Cup, but he did get away with a slow pace early. I doubt that'll be the case. But uh, I just remember his run at uh, Yapoon over about 1,800. He just kept coming and coming. And he's got the form lines through Echo Point. And if you like Echo Point, I think you've got to like um, Centaur. How do you rate horses like Mr Vista as a dual acceptor, obviously having the ability... Uh, to be a sprinter, but he's never tried at the distance for Wendy Bannero and Tiff Brooker. Uh, he's one up to 1,400. I find it hard to uh, assess him, but when you've had six from 18 and 33% win rate, I think Mr Vista is also one that's got a bit of an outside chance. It's, it's definitely got to be an outside chance, of course, with the stable electing to go to the Cup. Possibly the chances of running the mile is a query. Um, it's got to be a big query, I think. You know, As you said, racing in the sprint distances... Um, but yeah, I wouldn't write it off, Mr. Vista, for sure. Tip Brooker takes the ride. Um, it's got to be given some sort of each way chance. And, you know, like all of these runners are a chance, as we know, Robbie, because on the day, um, which one of them step out on the day and uh, prove to be the, the fitter one, um, you know, it's certainly going to be a great finish, as we know. But um, yeah, you sort of got the, the favourite chances, and then it's also some of them outside chances have yep. to be brought into yep. calculations. And then I, then I look at someone, someone a horse like Burden. And Lord of Light, you can't write them off at all either. You were mentioning, guys, uh, some of the jockey appointments there, and I'll just run through those. As you said, Rob, Bubba Tilly to uh, ride Echo Point, Jimmy Orman for Nick the Skip, Nathan Day for Bold Kingston, Chris Whiteley for Fast Train. Uh, ben Thompson has been engaged for Cappuccino for Jackie Crompton. Jason Taylor rides Lord of Light for Ricky Ludwig. Good to see Jason Hooper with a ride back in town for Mark Oates on No Innuendo. Uh, Steph Lacey for Ben Waldron on Pallet or Palate. Gary Gearham will ride Vanasta for uh, son and wife, Corrie and Kylie. Jimmy Byrne on Centaur for Christy Clark Peoples. Samantha Collett rides Kiki Coco for Rochelle Pereira. Tiff Brooker, as you mentioned, Scotty, on Mr Vista for Wendy Bannerer. And Ange Jones uh, for John Manselman on Let's Talk a Deal, uh, the, uh, the jockeys that have been engaged there. And I guess, Rob, just uh, on that, it's something that we have discussed many times before of the age-old uh, discussion, do you then go with a Jimmy Orman, with a Jimmy Byrne, when you come to town, uh, when in Rome, take the best that the Romans can offer you, or do you bring, you know, like we saw with Wendy Peel last year, with Rather Salubrious, had such a, a good understanding with that horse that you just wouldn't have taken Wendy off. Do you stay with the, the jockey that has been riding through the, the Country Cup series, or do you go with a one of the skilled riders in town? It's a really, really tricky question. Oh, it, it uh, obviously is, and I think you've summed it up when you say uh, horses for courses. Um, uh, when you have a jockey that really suits the preparation of a horse leading in, uh, sorry, a, a jockey that knows the track backwards, but then you've got the jockey that knows the horse backwards. And uh, in this, you know, in many of those cases, uh, you you probably do stick with the jockey that knows the horse if it's going to suit on the day. But there is one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. 
first prize money up for grabs as this growth of this race continues. And uh, that will obviously influence many ownership groups. But like, uh, you know, if you're following someone like Angela Jones, I would I would suggest that Less Talk a Deal is a um, one for the multiples because he's the sort of horse uh, that if the wetter the better, obviously with this one. Uh, but he'll get back and will continue to run on, so it could run into a place. But Scott mentioned burden. I always like to look at horses too that just seem to be timing their run to perfection. And Burden in his last two starts suggests that Burden is back to what he was like when he ran second in the uh, Longreach Cup two years ago. He's got the form lines through Nick, Nick the Skip. And I just like the way he finished off with that uh, Roma Cup. Uh, and I, I, I just I get a little bit concerned about the Roma Heat because it's, it's a track that's difficult for them. They, um, they have some tough runs come, coming out of them. Um, but, you know, you've got horses like Burden through that, no innuendo, Nick the Skip. So it's going to be interesting to see this year. But, uh, yeah, Scotty, you mentioned Burden, and, and I think he's really coming into his uh, own at the right time and uh, has a good record at the distance after being the type of horse that was more a sprinting type horse. Absolutely, Robbie. And, you know, his run in the Roma Cup was exceptional because I uh, was making ground late. Um, you know, the... the track out there has a bit of given it as we know with the sand track but I think if he's pulled up okay after that run um, had a couple of weeks to be over it um, and I guess they would have uh, you know kept trekking that way um, after the Roma Cup instead of going back home but I'm not sure whether they did if they headed to, to Toowoomba or went back home before the before the actual barrier draw came out but yeah you sort of got to give it some sort of chance burden because um, it run a good strong uh, mile out of the Roma Cup and, and of course with the sting out of the ground it may suit it as well on the weekend. With the young group of Kobe O'Brien behind Vanasta I'm sure there'll be some early betting moves in regard to this uh, particular galloper. I do have a bit of a query at the distance but it's also had the ability to perform in the provincial and uh, city areas so uh, watch for the market moves I'd suggest on Vanasta. But Scott where do you go with your top five at this early stage with obviously uh, weather conditions may just change things? Um, I'll, I'll stick with, um, I'll go Echo Point Fast Train um, as a top two. Uh, then I'll put in uh, Vanasta Centaur and for a rough chance, number seven, Lord of Light for fifth. Yeah, well, I'm not too much different. I've gone Echo Point on top. I know, as I said to Willie Chandler this morning, you've got to carry my tipping, mate, and uh, you're in <laughs> trouble. But he, he replied with, "I'm gonna, he's going to be on track, and that could be just as dangerous. But, look, I think you're right. If Echo Point's in its best form, which it seems to have come back in, drawn well, and Bubba Tilly uh, will give it a great ride. It on top of Bold Kingston from the uh, North Queensland area. In for third, I'm going to put Centaur. I really did uh, like that run out in the Longreach Cup. In for fourth, Burden. And Mr. Vista in the top five with Let's Talk a Deal as a real smoky to just um, include in your multiples. But they'd be my top five, Tony, uh, going into the weekend. Looking at the uh, the uh, the breakup of, or I guess you could say the breakdown of the Country Cups uh, field there, one thing that I think is exceptional this year, fellas, is we've got 10 of the 11 heat winners that are lining up in the final, yep. um, making up the the field. Yes, we do go down to a, you know a couple of the thirds to make some of the emergencies up, but in a similar sort of case for the uh, the Stampede, um, I was just having a look at it. Then we've got six, is it uh, six, five, might be eight. Let me try again, do my math. Uh, yeah, eight of the uh, the winners are going on to the final, and I think that is a great result for racing Queensland. As we were discussing a while ago, Rob, and especially talking to Jay Morris in Mount Isa, logistically to try and get a horse from Mount Isa or Cairns to come to Brisbane for a race is not that easy. 
no matter how far you, you plan in advance. But to be able to see that kind of result, and yes, you had to qualify. Uh, we've got uh, runners-up, we've got place-getters uh, running third and fifth and that sort of thing that are then into the field. But to see that level of acceptance of the winners of the various heats that we've had in both series, I think is exceptional this year. Oh, yes, and um, it, it will be great if we can get to that stage where we provide the incentive for all the areas to actually take part. But again, Scott, when you look at this field, um, I particularly see the top four there in the, uh, in the numerical order, uh, even right down to Massini that finished fifth in the Battle of the Bush. They come in with some really proven form uh, in winning form at the right time and uh, horses like Coat of Arms with that strong win at Roma dominating with an all-the-way win. But, Tony and Scott, I do like the fact we're starting to see some newcomers come in. Horses like Menindia, Tackerbill, Maurice Press. I know Basil Nolan will be keen to see Maurice Press that he bred. And, and Cochrane, even, uh, only um, with the two wins to the career, but uh, a horse that's got plenty of ability. And even Bungarabee Lad. Scotty, I've got to ask you about this horse because it started... Uh, one of its runs were at Dingo um, when it went out there. I think Tash Chambers might have taken it out for Liam Birchley. Uh, so it's now appearing in a stampede. So good to see these newcomers coming through. Yeah, for sure. You know, you got, you got the horses that are on the on the way up, um, as you said, Robbie, and um, you, you got like the likes of Attacker Beal, um, drawn barrier two. It'll carry fifty two kilos, so it's mm. a big drop down from the weights it's been carrying in the country areas. Um, uh, down to 52, drawn barrier two, uh, Morris press barrier one. Um, coat of arms has drawn 17 now. I've, I just had a look at the barrier draw from the 1110 distance tone. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but there wouldn't be much uh, to that first turn. I dare say the horses that are drawn out wide, including the Tanner and Splasher, etc., uh, they're going to be going pretty uh, quick up front to try and get across the, the face of the field, whereas some of those horses drawn near the rail are going to get an easy time that first couple of hundred metres of the race, and that could be a telling point at the end of the 11.10. Yeah, it's only, I think, uh, from that 11.10 start over in the back straight at Durban, you've only got probably 150 metres before the first turn. So, yeah, you've got to get on your bike pretty well uh, to be able to hit that first turn. Before you know it, you're coming around the side and you're into the home turn. Uh, it's perhaps not the most ideal of starts, as opposed to, say, something like the 10,000 start back up in the 1350-metre shoot or even the 1,200 metre is sort of like at the back of the the home, the, the back straight there at Dermot. So, yeah, it, it may be a little tricky, uh, especially in the sprint if you happen to be drawn out a little wider. And especially when you've got horses like the Tenor out there and Coat of Arms will be trying to uh, cross. And horses like Splasher, that show enormous speed, barrier 22. Uh, maybe that one particularly, I think, a little bit suspect in the last 100. Uh, but those other ones up the top there, Dare to Share, he's, a, he's got the ability to settle um, nicely back off the pace and storm home for the Pat Duff Stable. And again, Jimmy Orman on board. I, I found it hard to go past some of these horses up the top, but they're too early in the market for me, Scotty, or too strong in the market. And I'm a bit like you. I looked at horses like Attackerbill and Maurice Press, these up-and-comers, and Menindi's another one. Wayne Baker, I think, has planned this horse to perfection uh, with some of its runs that it's taken through the country areas and a very good fourth at uh, Roma, uh, where also Halsey and House came through that race. And I've got it uh, highly rated as well. But, but when you get horses like Massini that ran fifth in the Battle of the Bush, how can you ignore its uh, prospects? This is a really good uh, competitive race that we're facing on the weekend. Oh, I think it's an extremely hard one, uh, Robbie, as we know. Like, um, some of the former ones there are going to line up you know, well and truly and 
Um, you know, I, I dare say when they put the market out, it's going to be probably around five or six dollars the field for the Stampede. Um, as you said, Moschini and uh, Nathan Fazakli takes the ride for Dale Groves and drawn barrier four. Dare to share. I, I do like it. I, I do like Dare to share because I think it's going to get a good, good, cosy run. Uh, Jimmy Orman takes the ride. It's drawn 14, uh, so there'll be that big speed battle up front. Um, it'll be sort of somewhere just behind the speed. Um, you know, it'll, it'll be off the rail too, so it's not going to get uh, cluttered in. So uh, I, I think I think Dare to share has got to be a good, strong each way chance uh, with Moschini. Uh, also Menindi, as you said. Uh, then you've got the likes of uh, My Best Effort's been racing in fairly good form, Attacker Beal, Maurice Press, um, and Bungarabi Lad, because I did call Bungarabi Lad winning one day, and I think it was its maiden. Um, Bevan Johnson may have had the horse. Um, okay. and I think it won by a big space, um, Bungarabi Lad. Then it was sold, I think, online. Yeah, and look, the pace is going to be... I, I don't think there's any doubt there's going to be pace. And horses like Maurice Press, I think they've worked out pretty clearly. There's no use holding her back and trying to uh, settle her down too much. You've just got to get into that rhythm. And if she gets into that lovely rhythm, uh, it's going to be a case of... Uh, she's going to be hard to catch uh, kicking off that turn at Doombin uh, now that she's shown with that record of four starts at the distance, a win and three minor placings. She's really in form uh, going to the race. But, Scott, look, I'm... I'll go first on this one with the top five, if you like. And I settled on a tackle deal for Clinton Taylor. Of course, he's got that boom filly running as well on the weekend. Sam Collard on board from the barrier draw. I uh, just like the way, again, it's, uh, it's, it's an on-the-up horse to me, this particular one. The wet track won't, won't worry it at all. In for second, I'll put coat of arms off that run at uh, Roma for Pat Webster. Uh, of course, Pat, uh, with the loss of VJ Day, but uh, VJ Day, of course... Uh, shown his class in winning uh, these sort of races before and good luck to the stable bouncing back with coat of arms. In for third I'm going to throw Menindi and uh, lo and behold Maurice Press I was quite keen to put it on top but I've dropped it down for fourth and I'm going to put Cochrane in for fifth even though he's only won two, run, uh, two races he's just got to show up with his best on the day and this might just suit being up against the big boys if you like I often think when you're you're in races where it's a bit tougher than normal. You perform to your best, so I'll throw him in for fifth as well. Where did you go, Scotty? Um, I ended up settling on there to share, Robbie, uh, the two for James Orman and Pat Duff. Uh, then I'll, I'll put in a tack of Beal as, as hard to beat also. Uh, Maurice Press, uh, Menindi, and then Moschini in for fifth, mate. But, yeah, as it's a very, very hard race. There's a number of chances. There's probably 10 chances in the race, but we've got to settle on something, mate, so we'll go that way with there to share on top. Looking at the uh, jockey uh, engagements that are already there for the Country Stampede final, Paul Hamlin will ride the tenor at uh, 62.5 kgs for John Dan, and I think we would agree that if you're looking for one of the best heavyweight jockeys in the country, it's got to be Hambones. Uh, Jimmy Orman, as you said, uh, Scotty rides dare to share for Pat Duff. Nathan Vizakli has been engaged for Messini for Dale Groves. Aidan Thompson rides early plea for Leslie Baker. Bubba Tilly on Halcyon House for Mark Oates. Steph Thornton rides Menindi for Wayne Baker. Kyle Wilson-Taylor aboard the Megan Purvis train My Best Effort. Brody Loy has been booked for Tempo for Terry McGovern. Jason Taylor rides Splasher for John Manselman. Samantha Collar on a Tackabeel for Clinton Taylor. Ben Thompson on Maurice Press for Shane Iverson. Taylor Marshall on Cochrane for John Manselman. Mark Duplessis on the Liam Birchley train Bunker Ribby Lad. And all the way down the bottom there, John Manselman's filled out all of his jockey uh, returns and Malaya Castle has been booked for Mashani Rebel. And Rob, that's without really singling those guys out. I do want to make mention of both John Manselman and Pat Webster. You mentioned Pat Webster with the disappointment of losing VJ Day at Roma, but he's qualified three into that stampede final, as has John. 
I know these guys are you know, mainstays of country racing, and that's not taking anything away from any of the other trainers. But in a field of 22, for those two trainers to have six between them, I think is a remarkable effort. And uh, John Mansman, I know, is very proud of the achievement that in every one of the finals since the inception of the Battle of the Bush, the Stampede and the Country Cups, uh, he's had a runner and a couple of second place getters. But one thing that is consistent, he always draws pretty close to the outside uh, <laughs> with his horses, but he'll have them primed on the day, ready to run their best. And uh, Scott, I will throw one other comment in about a horse to keep an eye on. If it had been 1,200, I would have rated a little bit more highly in tempo. It's come into uh, the right form at the right time with a very strong win. I think it was Home Hill in the heat up there. It's almost come out of the blue. And uh, I think he's one that can be thrown into the multiples. But, uh, Scotty, it's going to be great to uh, hear you calling on the weekend. I know there'll be fantastic calls. Uh, we look forward to that. And uh, good luck with your tipping. And hopefully we've been able to direct our listeners to uh, a few good chances on the weekend. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks um, uh, for all the support that um, I've received from everyone um, over the area, over the state. And, um, you know, I really appreciate that. I'm uh, going to be an enjoyable couple of days down there in Brisbane and look forward to it. Good on you, Scotty. Look forward to catching up with you on the weekend. Scott Powell with us on Bushbeat today. And uh, as we count down to the uh, 2022 Country Cups Challenge final and uh, Country Stampede final this Saturday, George Moore Stakes Day at Durban. Well, Robert, wasn't just uh, the Country Stampede and the Country Cups final that we had to talk about today. We did have a couple of meetings on the weekend that we want to look back at. Thangul and Mount Isa raced, as did Bar Colton. Where to look? It's still Quart Pot. Rapids, no refund. Zillator bursting through. Still Quart Pot in front. Here's Rapids on the outside. Zillator on the fence. And have a look at Kelmar. Kelmar goes to. Oh, gee whiz. Maybe Zillator on the far side beat Rapids. And a good thing beaten was Kelmar. In behind them, Finesse Test made up a fair bit of ground late, followed by uh, on the outside there. No refund. Then we had ancient. Robbers, what's he said in the call there in the uh, Ray White Rural Longridge Bar called an open on Saturday. Where to look? They were coming all over the place just when you thought there was one that was going to storm down the outside. One then was starting to sneak up on the inside uh, and there was only about a length between the top five across the line and only about two lengths between the top seven across the line. So consequently, uh, David Rewall getting the chocolates there as part of his training treble on Saturday with Zillator. And appropriately, Zillator, after talking about the country stampede, uh, an appropriate winner of an open handicap after being up for such a long period of time, up since February for 18 runs. And this horse has been to Battle of the Bush or stampede finals uh, in the past and uh, just a bit unlucky this year, running plenty of seconds. In fact, he's got 19 seconds out of his 73 starts. So he's, if she is the most consistent Bradbury's luck, uh, Zillator, and good on you, Dave Rewald and Sarah Robbins, Great ride up along the rails, picking up the win over an up-and-coming horse in Rapids and Kelmar. And as you said, Tony, David, uh, getting the treble with uh, two winners for Robbie Farr and Dave with Flash Fibian and all sorted. The sizzling mare breaking its maiden at start number 21. Patience are personified there for the Rewald team. And, of course, also Jason Misson scoring a double on the day for Patrick O'Toole on Typhoon Talaya. And a horse that absolutely grows a leg at Barcaldon in Grand Palazzo for Tony Schofield, the all-too-hard mare, now three from four at the track and dominated over the 1600 over Tower Road, which will continue to improve after a year-long absence, and uh, Morricone. And Asprey Park back in form for Boy Forster and Timmy Brummel uh, in the benchmark 55 as well. So uh, great to see Zillator getting that win there on the weekend uh, in a very exciting finish to that open handicap.
we we see plenty of doubles and trebles over the weekend. Of course, Mount Isa, Keith Ballard comes up with the treble uh, with partly with uh, wife Denise. They started off with vigorous flow, the headwater taking out the open handicap. And then uh, Keith kicked home for Denise, uh, Hollywood scandal, a worthy cause, having its third run in the, in the stable. And uh, his other winner came late in the day. In fact, the last race on the eight event program with the Tanya Parry runner, Iron One, the Super One, that's been building up to a win, defeated the Denise Ballard-Dan Ballard combination of Christmas Creek and Miss Bouchard. And that was the only winner for Tanya Parry on the day, which uh, a bit of a rarity up there. But no doubt uh, Noyardi enjoyed going out there because he got a double and he got it with one of the improved horses, I think, in the northwest in fingertips for Justin Borden a five-year-old gelding by Mara Zara, four from seven at the track. And it was first up since August, five wins out of 24 over Myola Millie and the Brotherhood. And as well, he uh, kicked home for Mark Lewis, uh, La Bernardine, uh, having its third run for the stable. And the other double on the day came for Townsville Apprentice, who's with Georgie Holt in Townsville, uh, combined with Jay Morris, who got the double with Jenna Edwards with All About Me, the Dreamscape, two wins in a second. It's three ones, uh, this preparation. And uh, the other one in form for Jay is Fabra, two wins and two placings. It's last five out of that Mount Isa meeting. But age does not weary them. Keith Ballard, a treble on the day out of Mount Isa, Tony. And uh, doubles are plenty of Thangul on Saturday. Yeah, Thangul, they continued. And Hannah Richardson continued in that good form, of course, with husband Glenn. They got Rainbow Dreams up to kick off proceedings. And I've mentioned in recent weeks how uh, Hannah has got a great association going on with Crystal Johnson. And Craigley Bandit continues in good form on these country tracks. Uh, Craigley Bandit had come off a uh, unplaced run, but close up at Rockhampton after also placing second there. And Craigley Bandit seemed to enjoy that uh, 1,600 metres, getting up over Coach, who's an emergency in the, uh, in the Cup on the weekend, and Falave into third place, coming off a win as well. So it's a good little form race. This city-wise now with five wins from 41. But Hannah enjoying that double on the day. Ash Butler, of course, also getting the double, firstly with Jared Wheelow with Fresh Prince, and his other winner came uh, with Roll with the Flow for Ryan Tyrrell and Tom Button. And the other winners on the day there, Tracy Simmons with airlifted and Liv O'Donnell riding that real impact. Two wins, it's last three, so a galloper in form. And uh, Raymond Williams and uh, Jade Doolan. I uh, think it may have been win number 30 for Jade. If I um, took note of the social media better, I'd know for sure. Uh, third run for the stable with Lily Alley uh, defeating Nevroni, uh, Nevrom Lyon and Craigley Lackey. Uh, but uh, great to see uh, the Butler-Richardson doubles coming out of that Than Girl meeting. And, Tony, what about a comeback to riding out of that Kilcoy meeting that Paul Dolan sent some information on um, with uh, Nicole Buell? I wouldn't have believed that Nicole was out of the saddle for six years, would you? Mm, I was quite amazed when uh, that uh, news came through. And then, yeah, Paul had gone back and done a little bit of research for us that Nicole had a, a barrier incident back at Dingo in August of 2016. And out of that, not only head injuries, but also cervical, lumbar and spinal injuries... And through a lot of hard work and a huge amount of effort to get back riding, that's just amazing to be able to see uh, Miss N. Vool back in the saddle and, uh, yeah, back riding winners there for, for Deb Corbett. And that winner, Buddy's Tail, that's a homebred. Uh, Deb trains at Nanango and that horse is uh, owned, trained and family bred and uh, also uh, cracked uh, track record time for 1,900 metres. They had a couple of 1,200 metre races there 
at uh, Kilcoy on Saturday, Rob. One of those was a new feature. The Mr. Harsh Rush went to Miss Wallflower as uh, part of a winning double there for Alan Chow and Sean Cormack. And the other one to make mention of was actually a 1,500-metre event, and Emily Lang, as part of a, a riding double, took out the uh, Kilcoy Christmas Cup aboard Pennyworth for Rex Lip and Nick Hahn. So great to see that some of those uh, results coming through out of that Kilcoy program on the weekend. And that's uh, not uh, forgetting, you know, we always try and keep an eye on what's been happening around the place. I was thrilled to see a treble for the Rose Stable last Thursday at Cairns. Now that Trevor and Peter, mm. uh, father and son, are in partnership, so they were able to, uh, to post that. Lacey Morrison and Nathan Day also posting trebles and not forgetting a double for Boogie Massingham. We had big birthday celebrations with Tina on the weekend. And then Mackay on Friday, uh, Justin Stanley, Ryan Wiggins, Jared Wheeler, all with doubles. So great to be able to see some of those results coming through from last weekend. And it really comes to a culmination, as we've said, uh, talking to Scotty Power this morning with the Country Stampede, Country Cups features on the weekend. And uh, interesting to see where they place these races on the program. But I do know one thing, Tony, the country people will be out in force. They'll lift the grandstands as the horses come into the straight and they cheer home their charges. Wish everyone safe racing and uh, success on the weekend. We look forward to uh, Scotty Power's great calling as always. And we'll be back next week, Tony, for just a little absence for you before we come back to the new and improved looking Bushbeat in uh, 2023. So good. If, if you've got stories, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. I'll actually be back in Longreach uh, tomorrow to pick up all that information. And uh, good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you. Uh, good on you there, Rob. Thank you for that. And thank you to Scott Power also for joining us. And good luck to the clubs that are racing this weekend. Of course, our focus will be at Durban for the Country Cups Challenge Final and Country Stampede Final. But as well, there'll be the usual tab programs at Rockhampton and Toowoomba on Saturday, following on from Townsville today and Gatton on Thursday. And the non-tab meetings coming up on Saturday at Home Hill for the Burdekin Race Club. The Bernard to Beach Series heads to Nanango. There's also meetings at Gundawindi, Innisfail and Longreach. And we wish you all the best and good racing on the weekend. And so looking forward to catching up with all of the country crew at the Country Cups Challenge Final and Country Stampede Final this coming Saturday at Doomben on George Moore Stakes Day. We'll be back next Tuesday to report on that and a whole heap more here on Bushbeat on Radio Tab.